Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Are you okay? Are you keeping safe and healthy and sane? Uh, well, I'm keeping two of those things. I can't say I'm keeping three of those things, but never mind. Here we are again, folks. Um, it's a mad world, but hey, let's just focus on the books. Um, and now, I do have a bit of a story to tell you about. So, I was very kindly asked to join William Shaw, an author, who I'll talk about his book in a bit, um, who's doing Facebook Live interviews at the moment. Really great authors uh, he, he's interviewing, really great conversations. And he really kindly asked me to come on and talk about virtual book clubs and how we're adapting the book clubs that I'm a, a member of. Um, and he said, you know, which author would you like if you could choose to come on. And I said, oh gosh, my absolute favourite, Steve Kavanagh. And lo and behold, Steve Kavanagh agreed to be on this. Now I appreciate that there is a fine line between being a fan of someone and them viewing you as a stalker. And I do worry that I slightly crossed that line with Steve because I was just so uh, happy and excited to see him on the screen. Uh, and to be able to talk to him. So, yes, but what also happened that thankfully nobody else was aware of was um, I was getting, I was quite nervous. Should we, should we be frank? I was quite nervous. And uh, so a bit, now I'm sorry for this too much information, but there we go. So, bit of the sweaty armpits department. It was just, I was getting quite hot and quite worked up and I just wanted it to go well, not to make a complete fool of myself. So I had just got some deodorant and sprayed myself all over, I think it's fair to say, uh, with the deodorant to act as a cooling aid, which it did. And then I spoke to um, William Shaw just before it went live and he said, oh, I might get you to uh, stand up so everyone could check, you know, you're not wearing your pyjamas, ha, ha, ha. At which point I looked down and my jeans were almost completely covered in the white from the deodorant. So um, obviously only people can see my top half in the computer screen and thank goodness. But in the short time before from that point till we went live, I was trying to remove one pair of jeans, getting the other pair on, which of course was skinny jeans, getting my foot through one and then the other. And there's all this sort of argy-bargy going on. It was just 
it was just another episode of my life and uh thank goodness i don't believe anybody knew what was going on but never mind but it was brilliant it was super to talk to william shaw and steve kavanagh and you know gosh as i i know i've said before authors for me are rock stars and to spend time talking to them both was just a huge honour. And and I do want to talk about their, both their books. So the first one I'm going to talk to you about today is 50-50 by Steve Kavanagh. Now, this doesn't come out um, in the UK until July. So you have got a bit of a wait, but it's worth it. I did mention in the last podcast that I just started reading it and I've finished it now and I really want to tell you all about it. So the, the premise of the book is uh, there's a this is all set um, in the US. It's a follow on. It's part of the Eddie Flynn series, I should say, sort of legal thrillers. Um, and it follows on from the last book in the series, which was called 13, that I may have mentioned one or two times. And it, the book starts with a call to 911 um, with a girl saying, you know, help. My father's been brutally murdered um, and it was my sister and she's in the house. And then the next thing we know, there's another phone call to 911. Help. This is another girl. My father's been brutally murdered. My sister did it and she's still in the house and so we are introduced to the two main characters and they're Alexandra and uh, Sophia um, and you uh, basically the whole book is who did it somebody has killed their father he's definitely dead and uh, killed in quite a horrible brutal way but which one of them was it? If it was one of them, who was it? Who who was the murderer? So two sisters on trial for murder, both accuse each other. Who do you believe? Um, and I loved it. I mean, I love the Eddie Flynn series. I think they are superb legal dramas, um, better than a, a John Grisham by far and better than uh, Michael Connolly, I think, his Lincoln Lawyer series um just really great books you just don't know where you are and you keep the pages turning because you want to know what happens it's quite that the print is quite small certainly on the book that i had and on a couple of others that i've had in the series so it is a book that you cannot skim through but each page just delights you as a reader and draws you in further and you, you just end up questioning everything um, and I started suspecting everybody, you know, if there was someone serving food in a restaurant, I would then suspect them. I was just thinking, no, I'm going to I just can't choose who is the killer here. Um, and uh, yeah, I got it wrong, completely wrong. I really did think I knew who it was. And actually on the uh, video interview with Steve, when it wasn't live, I did write on a piece of paper who I thought the murderer was and held it up to show Steve. And I think if I if I I couldn't have sunk any lower in his estimation once he realised who I thought the murderer was. But it's fine. Um but a really good book. So if you enjoyed 13, if you enjoyed the others at Eddie Flynn's, if you just like a legal thriller, I, I would um, thoroughly su suggest this one. 50-50. Uh, you have to work hard. You have to read. You have to um, take in all the, the words, the sentences. But absolutely, why wouldn't you? I mean, you should do that for any book, I would suggest. 
although I do find I can skim through some books, but this one you couldn't. You just uh, had to fully commit to it and it's worth it because it's it's great. It's great to have a book that you give um, your time to and which surprises you and delivers. So no pressure for the next one, but very good. 50-50, Steve Kavanagh. Now, the next one is written by William Shaw. Now, I had previously read... Um, the sort of the first one in this series, and I'm struggling now to find out what it's called. Salt Lane, that's right. Um, I read Salt Lane, oh, I don't know, about nine months ago, 12 months ago. And with that one, I don't think I'd been completely fair. I enjoyed it, but it was one of those busy times and I'd got the paperback and the audiobook for some reason. And so I moved between the two because I wanted to read it, didn't want to hang around. Uh, but didn't have the time to fully commit. So I moved from audiobook to paperback and back and forward, which I thought would be a good idea. But on reflection, I don't think it allowed me to give full credit to what is a really highly accomplished author. And I went immediately on finishing this book to find out when the next one is in the series. And I've got to wait till February next year. That's quite a long time. Hopefully, uh, all, all that we're going through now will be a thing of the past then, hopefully. Um, but still, it does seem like quite a wait to me. So this is the second in the DS Alexandra Capidi series, or that's how I pronounce it anyway. Uh, and what I do remember very clearly from the first book is not only was the whole story great, but there, there's this sort of chase scene. I call it a chase scene, but it's, it's where the pressure mounts. What's going to happen? The investigation uh, is nearing its conclusion. Um, I will say there were some fields involved. I won't say any more because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but that was in Salt Lane and that was a good book. And this is an excellent, excellent second one. So you've got the recurrence of D.S. Uh, Alexandra Capidi um, in this book. So it's a it's a police drama thriller. It's a crime book. But you start off with um, two teenage boys being introduced to you. They are stealing phones. They're trying to nick a phone off someone while speeding past on a moped. Um, and they they think that they've done it. They're celebrating their success until suddenly the victim turns up looking for the phone and is ready to kill for it. Um, and then also you've got an other, another element to the story where a severed limb is found hidden in a modern sculpture in um, a contemporary art studio. And it sees two very different cases. One uh, well, both of them from very different extremes of the of social strata and with a very, uh, a very good lead. Well, there's the, the two female detectives that I really enjoy reading about. It's written very well. It's one that will grip you, I would say. Um, I couldn't put it down at the end. It was, again, that, that sort of final scenes where... The, the, the author just turns the pressure up and you can't put the book down and you just have to finish it. And once it's finished, you know, you might be able to breathe again. So if you like a crime drama with really good police characters in where you don't know what's going to happen, twists and turns, good pace and uh, keeps you reading, then I would really suggest you consider it.
Did I pick this book up because William Shaw interviewed me? I will be honest, I did in as much as I didn't know that the second one in the series was already out. And when I'd agreed to take part in this uh, live interview, it was then that I started having a look and thought, oh, hang on, there is this second book in the series. I'm getting it immediately. So I'll certainly be pre-ordering the third one because I can't I can't wait to read that. Um, really, really good. So that's William Shaw, Deadland. Now, uh, this is where my reading of late has started to get a bit strange. So bear with me. It's books, but they might not be ones that you normally read. So the third one is part of a series. It's seventh in the series. It's written by Derek Landy and it's the Skull Duggery Pleasant series. And this one is called Kingdom of the Wicked. So I would say... I would say, is this age, is this mid-grade fiction or is it YA? I, I don't know. Some mid-grade kids, I'd say it's too old for a lot of YA. I'd say maybe it's too young for, but I enjoy reading it. And the the whole series starts with a girl um, attending the funeral of her uncle and discovering that he had a much more interesting life than she was first aware and one of his best friends is a skeleton who is a detective. Uh, and the whole series is about um, magic, good versus bad, um, settling crimes, uh, righting wrongs. And this girl sort of growing up and discovering her real identity in the world. It's about friendship. Um, it's about... Uh, giving up your childhood oh, it's about all sorts of things it's funny that's what it is it's some of the things I think are quite horrific some of the stories um, but it's just delivered in such a dry way uh, well let me read you the, the premise for this one it's very simple he's dead she's deadly the bad guys don't stand a chance I mean that's what it is and I know I've said this before but when I went to a talk by the author, by Derek Landy, um, he made everyone that wanted to ask a question sing it. But each question had to be sung in a different genre of music. So there was um, sort of country music, rap, opera, all sorts. And everyone was doing it. So I, And they were all very loyal fans. And I, I hadn't read any of his books at that time. And I thought, well, there's clearly something special about this guy. And he was so... He just had this really dry sense of humour. It was quite refreshing to have. Um, and I thought, well, I've got to read the first book. And lo and behold, I'm now on the seventh. So there we go. And of course, I'll be getting the eighth one as well. So if you fancy something that's not, it's not horrible. It's not, um, it's not graphic, but that will just take you away from where you are now. Transport you in a world where there's good and bad, um, where uh, there's some crazy enemies um, a lot of fun to be had and uh, yeah a great good versus evil story running through then this could be for you um, so in this particular book the story is that uh, magic is a disease that ran the country people that are very normal people are suddenly developing wild unstable powers um, and the worry is they're going to they're going to tear the city apart unless someone stands up to them and uh, we all know who will be involved in that. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. The Kingdom of the Wicked, Derek Landy, and it's part of the Skullduggery Pleasant series. That's number seven. 
really good. They're getting bigger, actually, with every story. How many pages does this one have? 600! 600 pages! That's interesting, because a lot of 600-page books I have not picked up at the moment, because I just think, oh, no, I can't commit to a book that long. And yet, lo and behold, I did with this one. Now, this is where my reading gets really zany. So bear with me with this one. The first one is a graph. Well, these are all graphic novels. Actually, let me just tell you, the first book is about, I don't know, 300 pages, it seems. It's quite a hefty book of a graphic novel. I showed my sister a photo of it and she said, that's not a graphic novel. That's a, wait for it, comic. A comic, I dare you. No, for me, a comic is something that is posted through the letterbox that has some sort of plastic thing sellotaped on the front, like some, I know, stickers or a water pistol or something. This, this, this book that I'm reading is huge. It's not a comic. Honestly, I tell you what, the world's gone mad. Anyway, so this was recommended to me a few weeks ago. I put on Twitter, uh, I'd like to escape in some new graphic novels. What can you recommend? And this was one. And this is called Alex and Ada by Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughan. The one I got that I was suggested, it was suggested to me, it's called The Complete Collection. But you can get the individual uh, stories. But I would really recommend you go for The Complete Collection if you can. Um, it's a story that where you meet Alex. Um, he's not having the best time of life. He's had a bit of a rough time. He's sort of questioning himself what to do uh, and he's very much anti-artificial intelligence robots where it's set in a time when robots artificial intelligence is common however it had recently gone wrong and some robots had uh, hurt killed humans and it had led to this whole question about whether they could um have their own thoughts or whether they should be much more controlled and so when you meet Alex he's very much of the opinion that uh, they shouldn't be allowed to think on their own and uh, and it should be about control and he doesn't want to be involved he doesn't want a robot and I'm not going to go into the details because that'd be giving some of the story away but it's a story about love loss self belonging society it's really interesting it's beautifully drawn um it's easy to read by that i don't mean you read it in five minutes and it's it's not written um in a clever way it, it absolutely is but it's something that for me i could lose myself in quite easily on a day that perhaps wasn't my most positive day so it, it just allowed me to escape a bit more so that's alex and ada uh, and I had the complete collection, Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughan. Very good indeed. Now I've got two more graphic novels and then I've got a board game recommendation. Who knew? The things I'm getting up to, it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. <clears throat> anyway, um, so the next graphic novel, this is a weird one. I don't know why I got this, but hey, it's The Three Musketeers and it's the classics illustrated. So this series looks at some of the uh, world's greatest authors and um, puts the story into graphic novel form. And that's exactly what it does. Now, I'm aware of the story of The Three Musketeers. This is quite a short one, 45 pages, 50 pages. Um, it was 
very nice to read. I think if you're someone who maybe you're going to be studying the book and you want just an initial step into the story, then I think these are a really good way to do it. If you've just got something that you want to escape, I don't know if it's the best is you know, let's escape graphic novel, but it was perfectly pleasant and uh, and I enjoyed it nonetheless. So there we go, the Three Musketeers, and that was part of the classics illustrated. And finally, we come on to Paper Girls Three. Funnily enough, can you believe it? It's the third in the series. I think that's why they call it Paper Girls Three. I think I've about given up with this series. Um, it's just getting stranger and stranger. I think if I'd got the whole pat, the complete collection again, I would very much carry on. Um, and I enjoyed it. It's got some interesting stories, but I don't know. It's sort of, it's part adventure movie. It's part, you've got part coming of age. Um, you've got these kids that have been transported to another dimension, but where are they? What is it? What's happening? Um, and what started out as a story just for some uh, newspaper delivery girls and friends um, is quite is turning into something quite strange so yeah if you've already read uh, one or two of this series then there's nothing wrong with getting the third one but personally I think there are some other good graphic novels for me so I'm probably not going to the next one in that um, but we've got we've covered quite a few books I think all together there. Uh, oh, and what book am I currently reading? Let me let me get this beauty for you because it's gripped me and I'm only a few pages in. So this is called Strangers by C.L. Taylor. It's available now in hardback. Um, Ursula, Gareth and Alice have never met before. Ursula thinks she's killed the love of her life. Gareth's been receiving strange postcards and Alice is being stalked. None of them are used to relying on others, but when the three strangers' lives unexpectedly collide, there's only one thing for it. They have to stick together. Otherwise, one of them will die. Three strangers, two secrets, one terrifying evening. Now, what I've seen about this so far is that it's gripping, twisty-turny, a brilliant resolution that you'd never see coming. So, that works for me. It's how many pages long is it? Let's have a little look. About 330 pages. I'm not even on page 40 yet. So there's quite a bit to go. But I've. you can tell. You can tell when you start a book. And this is a really good one. Thoroughly enjoying that. So I look forward to telling you more about that. Um, now, I know I have recorded a podcast episode about book covers, but it's kind of hard to put that one live now because you can't go into shops and just look at book club covers I suppose you could um, have a look at them in supermarkets if you've gone for essential shopping and perchance have happened upon uh, the book department um, but it's quite hard to put that one in so if I do put that one in it's because um, I am having a bad time and haven't been able to record another episode so if you hear that one dull 999 and send help immediately but what i want to talk to you about now is a board game because we've been playing a few different ones oh my goodness i tried playing this one uh, with a family called pandemic i don't know if you have i got it at christmas time obviously not knowing and uh, i put off opening it and then thought no come on let's let's just 
be comfortable with the situation. Let's get to grips. Let's find out a bit more about how pandemic spread and uh, let's see if the game might take our minds off the reality. Well, I think we lasted about 10 minutes, by which time my skin was crawling so much because it was just it was just too real. Clearly, I am terrible at restricting the spread of viruses and it was just lethal. It was going round every city in the world. I couldn't stop it and I didn't like that very much. So we stopped that one. But one we have been playing almost every day. I say almost. I can't say it was every day, but almost every day is a game called Genius Squares. Um, now, the one thing to bear in mind that I didn't realise is when you order it, you can own, only two people can play it. So, uh, for example, for our family, we got two boxes and each box has two sets in. So four of us can play. Um, it's something that I would say most ages can play as long as you're dexterous enough in your fingers uh, because it's just placing bits in a square. Then then you should be fine. Um, and I think it's really good. It's good fun. So. You have this square board and you have about seven or eight different shaped pieces. One of it, one piece is shaped like a T. So you've got three squares going across and two down in the middle. All different ones like this. And then you've got seven little wooden blocks that you will place around the board that then you have to fit the other pieces round, And you've got some dice that you can shape to tell you what squares those will be placed in. Everybody follows the same set. So say, for example, one dice might say D4. So you place one of the wooden blocks on D4. So when all the seven wooden blocks are down, you say, right, ready, silly, go. And then it's who's first to completely uh, fill in all the other blocks using these various shapes. Um, so it requires some sort of lateral thinking, being able to look back, um, problem solve, multitask. I just think it's great. It's something that doesn't take long. So it's not like some of the board games you get out that you say, all right, we'll just have a quick game. And three weeks later, you're still playing it. This is, it's probably five minutes a game. So we probably play it three or four times each day, something like that. It's just a nice, nice thing to do together. So that's Genius Squares. That's my recommendation. If you've got any books or board game recommendations please do let me know uh, next week i'm going to be talking to you about my rainbow books yes because we've got these rainbow pictures going up in everyone's windows well i want to talk to you about rainbow books i'm having some problems finding the books that i would choose but i'll i'll sort it out by next week so join me next week take care stay safe stay reading and i'll speak to you again soon take care now Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.